Oh, good you're here. We're here, so that's good too. Uh, Tuesday, January the 23rd, here's what we're working on this morning. Hamilton Police, they are defending their $20 million budget increase request. An early morning fire at a park in central Hamilton had just destroyed part of an encampment site. And we're looking back at the work of Oscar-nominated Canadian director Norman Jewison. I say, I say, I say, today feels a little different than other days mm -hmm. in the past week. Mm -hmm. Felt a little bit, hmm, what's the word, uh, not as frigid. Hmm. No. Did yes. you have much <laughs> snow to clear this morning? Not really, no. No? Oh. No, not much. No, just a little. And a bit. A little. <sighs> Is that right? Oh, well, oh. you oh, didn't see, get it was, the dusting? It was heavier. Yeah, it was heavier we, in Hamilton. You needed to get the brush out? In yes. this area, yeah. Yep. It was a little heavier in this area. We got maybe okay. two to four centimeters. Uh, I had a fair bit on my sidewalk Did early you this morning. bring the truck? No, I brought the truck. I brought okay. the big guy in this morning. Okay. Yep, the big kid uh, <laughs> okay. is, in the, is in the parking lot out there getting a little wow. bit of light snow on it right now. Hmm. So we have that already, but that's going to intensify as the day goes on. As the morning goes on, uh, we could hit five to ten centimeters of snow. So a weather advisory in effect for Hamilton, Niagara, North Shore of Lake Erie, uh, also Brantford back into Kitchener-Waterloo, not for Halton Peel, Toronto. That could be a little less snow through there, maybe two to four centimeters for those areas, but the rest of us, yes, five to ten centimeters. Could even be some and I encountered this this morning, some drizzle, some freezing drizzle, because the temperature is on the mild side. We're minus one at the moment, um, and we're going to climb to zero for the day today, so be prepared for a messy day today, and with that snow accumulating as the morning goes on and into the afternoon as well. We'll talk about it coming up. Quick look at traffic, and usually there's nothing going on, and that's the way it is. 403 at Waterdown Road. Looks pretty good at the moment, uh, just getting busier Toronto bound. To our MTO traffic cameras, and here's a look at Centennial Parkway. Still very light here this morning. Pretty much that's the way it is all the way through our cameras. Top of the Skyway Bridge, Appleby Line looks good. Just some slick roads this morning with that light snow. Be real careful. We'll look into weather and traffic coming up right now. The news. All right, up so first, uh, yesterday, Hamilton's police chief explained the board's request for a $20 million increase to the police budget for this year. Simone Gavros joins us uh, live in front of Hamilton's Central Police Station with more on this as things got rather, I don't know what the proper word is, testy or heated or interesting during city council yesterday. Yes, him. It was it was quite heated yesterday for sure in City Hall as the police chief brought forward the police budget. And as you mentioned, it's set at around $20 million of an increase, which is about a 10% increase compared to last year. Now, here's a look at the breakdown of the budget that was proposed yesterday. And this was already passed by the police board back in December. The request amounts to a 6.88% increase in their operating budget. And much of the budget is going towards salary, wages and benefits, as well as sustaining core services. Now, the police chief says that the hike is needed to maintain effective policing as the population continues to grow in the city of Hamilton. The budget also includes a six and a half million dollar request for Police Services Act items like vehicles, boats and equipment. 
In last year's approved police budget was just over $193 million. Now, council is expected to vote on whether to pass this proposed budget on February 15th, and that's also the same day that the overall city budget is expected to be approved. But for now, Annette, I'll send things over to you. Thanks very much, Simone. A fire has tore through a Hamilton encampment in J.C. Beamer Park. It started just after four this morning near Victoria and King William in downtown Hamilton. Neighbors heard small explosions going off as the fire burned out of control. Two other tents nearby appear to have escaped any damage. Now, fire crews were on scene in minutes, making quick work of the flames. There's no word yet on injuries or the suspected cause of that fire. A fire in an abandoned building in Stony Creek late last night has caused significant damage. Firefighters, they were called to Barton Street between DeWitt and Fruitland Roads. This is around 6 o'clock last night. Roads were closed for several hours while crews battled this blaze. They believe no one was inside the building at the time. Unclear at this point of what actually caused the blaze. We have more details on a house fire in Ancaster that we told you about yesterday. So it started around 1.30 in the morning at a home on Woodview Crescent. That's near Sulphur Springs and Jerseyville Roads in Ancaster. Firefighters say a woman was inside that home as flames tore through the structure, eventually causing the roof to collapse. Emergency crews rescued her, but she ran back inside to try to save her pets. At the time when they were going back in, we were actually in the process of pulling our people out because of the instability of the, of the structure. Now, one of the woman's cats was found, but two are still missing. The woman was able to make it out safely a second time. Hamilton's fire chief, though, is asking anyone in that situation to please stay out of a building while firefighters do their work. The cause of that fire is still unknown. Damage is set at more than a million dollars. Alta police are looking for a man after a crash in Burlington. This happened last June. So they say Trevor Adams is wanted after taking off from a collision without checking on the other driver. He's white about six feet tall with an average build. Halton police have tried to arrest him a number of times since then. He has ties to the Burlington area, but it believed to be living in Hamilton. Well, parents and community members met with Hamilton's public school board last night, voicing their concerns about overcrowding at schools in Waterdown. Parents say it is especially noticeable at one Waterdown school, Mary Hopkins Elementary, where about 700 students share one gym and only two sets of washrooms. The board is proposing more portables at the site, but the school already has 10 of them, and it's nearing capacity for the electrical grid. Other measures proposed include expanding the boundaries to see students to, sent to three other nearby schools, though parents aren't all on board there either. As parents, we're very concerned about the board's decision to send students from Mary Hopkins to Flamborough Centre. Um, and we're here to, today to hopefully convince the board to uh, find the best solution to this overcrowding problem in Waterdown, not necessarily the easiest or most convenient solution. Uh, we'd really like the board to listen to our issues. The fact that we have an overcrowding in our septic tank right now at Flamborough Centre being a small country school. Now the Board of Education is looking to the Ministry of Education to approve a new elementary school, one that could open by 2027. 
A deal has been signed to help alleviate the Six Nations of the Grand River housing shortage. The Six Nations Development Corporation and Six Nations Housing have signed a Tiny Homes Memorandum of Understanding. Under it, band members who are accessing Six Nations housing loans would be able to buy a prefab tiny home. They'll be built in Six Nations by Six Nations members and subcontractors. The Development Corporation is taking orders for builds this year. A 50% deposit is needed on finalization of the sale, and the tiny home builders are responsible for site prep. Let's get into Sportsline. A historic night in the NBA when it comes to scoring. On the 18th anniversary of the late great Kobe Bryant scoring 81 points on January 22nd against the Toronto Raptors as a member of the LA Lakers. The Raps, they were on the court. We'll get to them in a second, but Joel Embiid did his best to reach that 81 in Philadelphia. Embiid, coast to coast for 70. Yeah, what a night for the Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid. He set a uh, 76ers record for scoring, beating the legendary Will Chamberlain 68 points. Embiid is the ninth player in NBA history to score 70 or more, with Chamberlain holding the all-time record of 100. That dates back to 1962. So Embiid finished with 70 points, along with 18 rebounds, five assists, the 133-123 win over San Antonio. That stat line has never happened before. Embiid is now averaging over 36 points a game. But he wasn't the only one with a huge game on Monday. In Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns, he was feeling it too. He would drain 10 three-pointers on his way to a team record of 62. 44 of those coming in the first half. It was only the fourth time in NBA history that two players scored more than 60 on the same day. It's been 45 years since that happened. Problem was for Towns, Charlotte raced an 18-point deficit to ruin the party and beat the T-Wolves 128-125. Boucher climbs up. Two on one, quickly. So good news for the Raps, they didn't allow a record number of points. Bad news is that was pretty much the only highlight from their game against the lowly Memphis Grizzlies. R.J. Barrett led the way for the Raps with 29, but the Grizz, who have been decimated with injuries, led from the opening tip-off to maul the Raps and the cruise to the 108-100 win. So Toronto has now lost three straights, seven of their past eight. Some troubling times for the Dinos as they regroup with a new set of players. Latang's got it, and he'll bring it along in the delayed penalty. This is big for the Penguins. They're just trying to kill as much time off. It went in! Oh, my goodness! <laughs> what a weird night in sports. Penguins scored a rare own goal in Arizona. <laughs> a delayed penalty. Chris Letang's back pass to Evgeny Malkin was mishandled and into their own net as Pittsburgh pulled their goalie to add an extra player onto the ice. Whoa! Arizona's Lawson Krause was... The last one who touched the puck long ago was credited with the goal as the Coyotes become the first team to score a goal on the power play without recording a single power play shot in the game. They also won it, 5-2. Start over again. Down under this morning. Our, uh, our time, anyways. Novak Djokovic is back into another Grand Slam semifinal. He took down American Taylor Fritz in four sets on a collision course for what all tennis fans are hoping for, a date with second-ranked Carlos Alcaraz in the final. He has his quarterfinal match tomorrow morning. The Joker now faces either Yannick Sinner or uh, Andre Rublev in the semifinal, hoping for his 11th Aussie Open title. Some CanCon news. Ottawa's Gabriela Dabrowski and her partner Aaron 
Routliff, who lives in Montreal, are off to the women's doubles semifinals. Okay, just about 12 minutes after 6 o'clock, it is becoming a snowy Tuesday morning here. Uh, the, what is it, the 23rd already? 23rd, we're working our way through January. Uh, looking at the 403 and Waterdown Road, uh, doing fine right now. Just a little greasy because the light snow that we've been getting throughout the overnight hours uh, to our MTO traffic cameras and really nothing to show you. We have no collisions, no volume. Here's the QEW, Martindale, St. Catharines, to Centennial Parkway, to west of Brant. Notice how it looks a little hazy. That's the light snow that we're getting at the moment, east of Royal Windsor Drive, all the way through here, Ontario. Just normal volume for this time of the morning. But what's not normal is this temperature that we've been enjoying this morning. Our temperature actually went up overnight. We sat around minus two, minus three for the day yesterday. We're now sitting at minus one. A bit of a breeze south southeast at seven. Really light makes it feel like minus three. Humidity though is 100%. We're getting that light snow flurry activity at the moment. So for school today, uh, we're looking at snow. 5 to 10 centimeters possible as the day progresses. Could even be a little bit of freezing drizzle this morning as that temperature climbs to the freezing mark for the day today. Here's a look at what we're expecting. Now the blue area is snow. The pink to the green is mixing precipitation to rain. Now that snow is going to cross us this morning and continue through most of the day today. It'll taper off to some light snow later on and then rain pushes in for the day tomorrow because the temperature goes up and continues to go up even as we head to Thursday. So today 5 to 10 centimeters, not for Halton Peel, Toronto, maybe 2 centimeters there, but temperatures anywhere from 0 to plus 1 to minus 1, so a mild day today. Light winds. Tonight temperatures sit around the freezing mark to plus 1, so we could get some mixing throughout the evening into the overnight, maybe some freezing drizzle, some drizzle, and then tomorrow it's rain. Look at those temperatures, four and five degrees, oh, but it gets even warmer as we head through uh, Thursday. So some rain settles in for the day tomorrow as that temperature goes up. And so out the door this morning, temperature right now is minus one, and we do have some light snow so far. We'll look long range in a few minutes. Annette, Tim. Okay, let's say good morning to Emily Vukovic. Good morning. What got coming up. Well, we talk about legendary Canadian director Norman Jewison, who has sadly passed away, mm. and Jeremy Renner. This time last year, we talked a lot about him after his snowmobiling mm -hmm. accident. We're going to give you an update on some of his new music that's coming out. Okay. Okay. We will see you in the couch I'll in a little there. bit. Uh, coming up after the break, though, uh, breakfast foods have taken a big hit this year. Now, Quaker is the latest company with a salmonella lawsuit on its hands. That and other business news in two. Sixteen sixteen on your Tuesday. Here's the numbers. Canadian dollar is up three basis points this morning, sitting at 74.22 cents U.S. Gold up almost six bucks, 2028.10 an ounce. Crude oil down 49 cents, 74.27 a barrel. Off to Europe we go. Hello, Europe. Markets are down in London, Frankfurt and Paris. In Asia, the markets are down in Tokyo, but up in Hong Kong and Shanghai. Checking North American markets, the uh, we've got some slight gains, although triple-digit gains on the Dow Jones. Well, good morning. Glad you're here on this uh, Tuesday. Let's get into some business news. And a Vancouver-based law firm has launched a class-action lawsuit against Quaker following a recall of products that's due to a potential salmonella contamination. So the lawsuit is being filed on behalf of Canadians 
who purchased or claimed to have fallen ill from consuming the products. The law firm says this is a way to hold suppliers accountable and establish trust for consumers. Canadian Food Inspection Agency has recalled nearly 70 products, including granola and cereal products, due to this risk. ExxonMobil is fighting some of its shareholders who want the company to address climate change. Two investors are being sued to try to avoid a shareholder vote on a proposal calling for faster emissions cuts. Exxon has accused the investors of hijacking the process to advance their own agenda. The non-binding resolution called on the company to accelerate its plans to reduce carbon emissions. Exxon says that proposal does not try in any way to improve the company's economic performance or to improve shareholder value. Federal government, they want to make it so that corporations are more transparent by making it tougher to hide who benefits from a business. So new rules will require federal corporations to file beneficial ownership with a government registry on the day they incorporate within 30 days of an amalgamation or when they file their annual return. Any changes will have to be filed within 15 days. Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne says some of the information will be publicly available. Canadian government is also putting a cap on international student admissions. Immigration Minister Mark Miller is cutting the number of new visas for international students by more than a third this year to 364,000. Now, Ontario, which has a larger share of growth in international students, will see its allotments of new visas cut in half. This is an attempt to ease housing demands. The cap will only apply to post-secondary undergraduate students and not those who are seeking visas for master's programs, doctoral degrees or elementary and high school students. Ontario government will open up funding for housing, enabling infrastructure to more municipalities. Premier Doug Ford says any money unspent through the $1.2 billion Builder Faster Fund will be put into different funds that all municipalities can apply for. Ford says this would potentially open up hundreds of millions of dollars in unused funds that can go towards building infrastructure like roads and sewers that are needed to support housing. Ford is pulling the plug on some of its electric vehicle production. It is shutting down one of its two Michigan plants that build the F-150 Lightning. Ford says the shutdown follows a lack of consumer demand. General Motors made a similar announcement recently about its Silverado EV, saying it will temporarily halt adding production facilities for that truck. Although sales of electric vehicles were up last year, the increase is lower than most industry analysts had predicted. My blue EV or BEV. Liking yes. these temperatures much better this morning. Okay, that's Not good. having to struggle with the minus a billion. <laughs> uh, however, Bev and all vehicles and all of you are going to have to deal with some snowfall as it is incoming. Brian has a look at that right after this. Coming up on 624 on this Tuesday morning, the 23rd of January. And it's going to look like January later today. Uh, looking at traffic of uh, Kiwi W Glendale, nothing to see here. Just some wet roads because of the light snow flurry activity that we're getting at the moment. Top of the Burlington Skyway Bridge still moving nicely. Appleby Line all the way through Lorne Park, even dipping into the 403 at Aaron Mills Parkway. Uh, yeah, you can see some light snow that we have in those wet to greasy roads. Be really careful this morning because the snow will intensify as the morning goes on weather advisory in effect talking about could be heavy snowfall 
Sometimes uh, during the morning, five to 10 centimeters. Snowfall rates about a centimeter to two per hour. Temperature right now, minus one for Hamilton. Wind chill about minus three to minus four. Uh, minus two Grimsby, zero Mississauga and Toronto. Okay, uh, seasonal temperatures for this time of year, minus two and minus 10. So we are way above seasonal and will be for the next couple of days. Uh, those are our sun times and our records for today. For school today, we should be minus one by the first bell this morning going in with some snow and some snow after school and temperatures sitting around zero. So that's the high for the day, but five to 10 centimeters of snow and zero today. Temperature stays at zero overnight tonight and climbs to four with rain tomorrow and then showers. But look at the temperature Thursday, nine degrees Thursday, seven degrees Friday. You think all that snow is going to be gone by then? Probably Saturday and Sunday and even into Monday. It stays cloudy as the temperatures dip to the freezing mark Sunday and Monday. That's your forecast. Annette, Tim. Nine degrees. Nine, nine degrees. Yikes. That's right. Yes. Okay. Um, before we go to break, how far could you drive without stopping? That's the challenge of a unique driving event in northern England, Annette. So unlike most mo other motorsports, drivers in the Gold Star Champion Trials try to get as far as they can through a twisty hillside course without stopping. Each of the course's sections is marked with flagpoles that drivers have to maneuver around with the help of a passenger <laughs> known as a bouncer. They shift their weight around this two-wheel drive car. Oh Yikes. my goodness. Not no, every no. flag, for every flag not cleared, a driver is charged a point. So the driver with the lowest score wins. Thomas Bricknell of Cornwall successfully defended the title. They're <laughs> <laughs> struggling with cold temperatures, slippery conditions alongside his bouncer, her name is Beth Carroll. <laughs> okay, that looks like fun. <laughs> what would you want to be? I'd want to be the bouncer. The bouncer? Okay. <laughs> the craziest competitions in England. Who <laughs> comes up with this stuff? This isn't as bad as the cheese one. The cheese one's oh, the topper. The cheese one, yeah. Throw the cheese down the that's, hill, everybody runs down the hill. That's not England, though. No, that's yeah, that's uh, England. Is it? Yes. Yes, I it's it was in like Switzerland or no. something. <laughs> <laughs> throw the, the cheese, cheese down and just like dee -dee 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 -dee. broken bones everywhere. Okay, well, hope you had a laugh. Um, let's try and keep those laughs coming um, because the snow's coming. We know that. Uh, Brian will uh, break it all down for okay, us. Okay, ready to drive? Okay, ready to drive? No, are you, I'm driving. No, oh, I'm, I'm the bouncer. Oh, this way. Oh. No, this way. <laughs>